Section 49 of Essays on Art This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shreya Sethi Essays on Art by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe Translated by Samuel Gray Ward Section 49 Upon Dilettantism, Part 6 In Music More profound education of the sense, recognition of mathematical precision in the organ and its application to the aims of sentiment and beauty, favours a social connection and entertainment without any fixed interest, helps to an ideal existence even when music only calls to the dance. In the dance, flexibility and possibility of beautiful motions, feeling and practice of rhythm in all motions, aesthetic significance of movements, cultivation of the physical powers, preparation of the body for all possible physical accomplishments, musical tuning of the body, Proportion in movement between too much and not enough. Possibility of a graceful carriage. Possibility of sympathetic action in an exalted state. Opportunity of further cultivation in declamation. Attention to one's own representations. Participates in the advantages predicted of dancing. Exercise of the memory, sensible attention and accuracy. Disadvantages of dilettantism in general. The dilettant jumps over the steps, stops at certain steps which he regards as the end and from which he thinks himself justified in judging of the whole, prevents also his perfectibility. He subjects himself to the necessity of working by false rules because he cannot work even as a dilettant without some rules and he does not understand the true objective rules. He departs more and more from the truth of objects and loses himself in subjective errors. Dilettantism takes its element from art and spoils art's public by depriving it of its earnestness and strictness. All tendency to predilection destroys art and dilettantism, brings in indulgence and favour. At the expense of the true artists, it brings into notice those that stand nearest to dilettantism. In dilettantism, the loss is always greater than the gain. From handicraft, the way is open to rise to art, but not from botch work. Dilettantism favours the indifferent, partial and characterless. Injury dilettants do to art by bringing artists down to their level can bear no good artist near them. In all cases where the art itself has no proper regulative power, as in poetry, the art of gardening, the drama, the injury dilettantism does is greater and its pretensions more arrogant. The worst case is that of the drama. Disadvantages of dilettantism in detail. In architecture, on account of the great difficulty of giving character to architecture, of imparting variety and beauty, 
the dilettante, unable to attain to these, must, according to the tendency of his time, run either into the meagre and overloaded or the heavy and unmeaning. But an architectural work, being dependent on beauty for its existence, if it have not this, is wholly null. On account of its ideal nature, it is more easy than in any other art to run into the fantastic, which does more injury here than anywhere else. Since it is only the few who are able to raise themselves to a free culture according to the laws of pure beauty, the architectural dilettante easily falls into sentimental and allegorical architecture, seeking in this way to superinduce the character which he does not know how to find in beauty. Architectural dilettantism, without being able to accomplish the object of beauty, fails usually in the physical aim of building utility and convenience. The publicity and permanence of architectural works renders the injurious effect of dilettantism in this department more universal and enduring, and perpetuates false taste for the reason that is the arts generally, the conspicuous and widely known serves again for models. The earnest aim of beautiful architectural works gives them a harmony with the most important and exalted moments of man, and botchwork in this case does him an injury in the very point where he might be most capable of perfectibility. In the art of gardening, the real treated as a work of fancy. Garden dilettantism runs into a sort of endlessness. One, because it is not fixed and limited in the idea. Two, because the material is always undergoing accidental changes and so always counteracts the idea. Garden dilettantism often puts the nobler arts to an unworthy use and makes their earnest aim subservient to the end of amusement favours a sentimental and fantastic nullity, lessens the exalted in nature, and while it imitates, removes it, perpetuates the reigning error of that time, namely the wish to be free from condition and restraint in the aesthetic, and to let the fancy have free scope, while there is not, as in the other arts, any means to correct and keep it within the bounds of propriety mixing up of nature and art, producing an effect with mere outside appearance, the erections it gives rise to our light, slender, wooden board constructions and destroy the idea of solid architecture. They destroy the feeling of it. The thatched roof, the wooden screens all give an inclination for cardhouse architecture. End of section 49 Recording by Shreya Sethi